he's gonna end up dead. Left eye. All right, so not a right eye, a left eye. Not a right eye, but a left eye. Yep. We're gonna be talking now. Wait, we have to start by singing what? Um, no scrubs, maybe. Okay. Okay. Or waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the right I know that you're gonna run in a way or nothing at all. But I think you're moving too fast. All right, so. Chelsea's so fucking good. I'm sure you all know that song. If you don't, go to hell. <laughs> get out, get out. Turn this podcast off. Get, no, I'm kidding. We're totally kidding. We're, we are. We need fans. Um, <laughs> we need listeners, I mean. Um, so yeah, that's an awesome song by TLC. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about Lisa Lethai Lopez. So what can we say about Lisa? Okay, so let's just talk about a little bit of her background. Um, so Lisa Nicole Lopez was born on May 27th, <laughs> 1971 in Philadelphia. Oh, wait, we didn't introduce the new episode. Okay, let's redo it then. Okay. <laughs> um, Liz? Shot not. No, it sounds better when you do it. Requiem. <laughs> The intro. <laughs> hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> You're listening to Requiem for a Stream, where you'll rock and roll over in your grave. I'm Liz Van Patten. And I'm Emily Rosenstein. And I'm Kareen Campbell. Woo! Okay, today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Lisa Lepta ah. Lopez. That's some alliteration for you. That is. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. A lot Lisa of L, Left right? Eye Lopez. Can you see that? Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. So, um, yeah, Lisa Left Eye Lopez at TLC. She was yeah. born May 27th, 1971 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Her childhood wasn't the best. I would say her father was extremely strict. He was actually a sergeant in the military. Oh, fun. So that was fun. <laughs> um, at times, he was abusive to her mother. And she said that he treated the family like they were in boot camp. So oh my God. that was a lot of fun. But she, you know, was always around music and always artistically inclined. Her father was actually a talented musician who played a lot of different instruments, like the saxophone, among other instruments. And... Um, she was actually a really talented, you know, artist from a young age. She could draw and paint very well. So, um, she also had that going for her. She always participated in talent shows from a young age, and she even modeled as a young girl. Um, well, her, uh, her parents actually separated when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and she spent most of her time with her paternal grandmother for, like, later, uh, childhood years, but... She likened her grandmother to <laughs> Mommy Darius. <laughs> Did she feed her with a coat hanger? Not quite. She said her grandmother was like really like over the top in some ways. Like she would tell her she wasn't allowed to wash her hair because the grandmother said, oh, you know, they have to pay for the water bill. So Lisa couldn't wash her hair. And she was only allowed to look nice uh, when she went to church. So, like, her grandmother was, you know, probably... Oh, my God. Yeah, not the best in that sense, probably, to be raising Lisa. So, Lisa started having a lot of problems in school. She became kind of depressed because her home life wasn't really good, you know? And um, sometimes, you know, her, her grades would go down, and when she would spend time at her father's house, he would 
you know, he was really strict with her. And the only time that she got attention from her father was actually when she would drink. So she started drinking at a young age, maybe like 15 or 16. And she would be drinking and he would drink too. They drink together. And he was like, like kind of proud of the fact that she oh. could drink large quantities of alcohol without getting completely That's plastered. That's how they bond. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how so. I bond with my dad. <laughs> yeah, we knocked back Scotch, a couple of drinks. Scotch and cigar, you know? <laughs> So that's how she said that's how she got attention from her father by drinking, you know. So, you know, that was an interesting dynamic there. Um, so at age 19, Lisa heard about a casting, open casting call for a new girl group in Atlanta. Uh, her boyfriend told her about it and she decided to try out for it. And of course, the group would become TLC. Oh my God, I love TLC. <laughs> so, um, so here's an interesting tidbit, though, about how Lisa got her nickname. She said that uh, a guy was hitting on her, and he told her she had beautiful eyes, which she had, like, really big, beautiful, like, doe eyes. She had really nice mm. eyes. So the guy told her that he was particularly attracted to her left eye. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, so she thought it was... Get my good eye. <laughs> get my good eye, yeah. So she thought it was funny and, like, oh, it's kind of fun. So she actually decided to use that nickname. Uh, that was her name in the group, Left Eye. So... That's how she got that name. Um, so TLC, their first album was Ooh on the TLC tip, TLC tip, and that came out in 1992. I think they were actually the opening act for MC Hammer at Whoa. the time. <laughs> at, a dream, yeah. <laughs> so they had um, they had uh, What about your friends? That song was out, and what's the other big song from that album? They had a uh, baby, baby, baby. These are all songs that I loved growing up. So these are big songs. For yeah, their... you're the one who told me about Waterfalls when I <laughs> was like six. It's <laughs> a great album. So this was from their first album, Women TLC Tip. Right. So you know, word started spreading. Like their music started to be played more. Um, their music videos all over. So you know, um, people would come early now just to see the opening act, and like they were becoming like more popular than Hammer actually. At the time. Like they were like, oh, check out, you oh, know, please can't touch this. Oh, well, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> that was like everybody's jam. Dude. <laughs> and the huge hammer pants. Remember? Yes. <laughs> I hope those never come back. Those were horrible. <laughs> so the album is a big success and it sells six million copies. Like it's a really big success. And, you know, TLC, what I liked about them is that were, they were like really they all had their own individual styles. They were like empowering for young girls too. You remember Lisa wore like a condom over her oh, left yeah. lens. Right. So they were all about like promoting safe sex and they weren't afraid to talk about these things in their music. And you know, they were like just, I, I really like the fact that they were all like unique. Mm -hmm. I like T-Boss had like a really like low voice, kind of sexy and different. Yeah. Chili was like conventional R&B voice. And uh, Lisa had like this kind of, Kind of high pitched, kind of childlike, kind of mm -hmm. rapping, kind of voice, but like it all worked. They all like had a really different style, so it just really worked. It was really cool. So, um, so around the same time, Lisa started dating this NFL right uh, wide receiver named Andre uh, Andre Rison. A wide receiver? Huh? Was a wide receiver <laughs> received that wide? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. So <laughs> something about butt sex. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right so lisa and andre had a really toxic relationship it was very tumultuous you know he was controlling he cheated on her and all this other stuff and it would sometimes get into like huge fights and one particular night they got into a humongous fight uh, most of the time he didn't like lisa to go out he wanted her to stay home all the time Ugh, just like her dad yeah so i think she kind of maybe gravitated towards 
you know, Guys they, like, guy like her dad. So actually, um, for, fortunately, at this point, her father had passed away. Oh, so, fortunately. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he never got to see her become oh. a big success, which is sad. But he didn't see her die. So no, no. So, that's, that's so he died at the age of 40. His, um, he actually got into a huge fight with a relative, and the relative shot and killed him. What? Yeah, it's insane. So this was right before Lisa got signed to record label her father passed away. So she was going through a lot, you know? <coughs> and, um, right, so she gravitated toward this guy, Andre, and, um, you know, on one particular night, things got really physical after she had come home late and he's like, oh, what are you doing in that dress? He was, that's what she said. He was angry about what she was wearing. It was revealing, blah, blah, blah. So they got into a big fight. She said that he, you know, was physical with her. And um, I guess at some point they, they separated uh, during that night and she went into his closet. She had been drinking because she actually, she had had a problem with alcohol. She was, you know, drunk that night. She drank a lot. Um, for, you know, uh, sometime, many years. So she, you know, went into his closet in the house they lived in together and saw, like, a bunch of sneakers. She didn't see any sneakers that were in her size. So she took all of his sneakers and threw it in the bathtub and lit it, the tub on fire. <laughs> and before she knew it, like, the fire had spread. And, you know, the entire house burnt down. So she, you know, had to, um, she had to turn herself in and... She was given five years probation. She also had to attend court-ordered rehab for her substance um, issues with alcohol. But um, she actually said that rehab was good for her. Mm -hmm. You know, she said that it kind of calmed her down and made her confront her issues with, of course, alcohol, issues she had growing up with her father, a lot of childhood trauma, and, you know, things that she went through. So it was good in that sense. Um, but... Actually, her and Andre still stayed together after this crazy incident. Guys love when you destroy their shit. <laughs> they look um, crazy when I have these two friends. I'm not going to say their real names. Just say um, Filene and Faisha. Two good friends of mine who both told me crazy stories about destroying these guys' stuff. And, of course, the guy... They loved it. They still stayed around, right? Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> like, pouring shit all over their entire wardrobe. Oh, my God. And uh, my friend Faisha... That's, I'm, you know, that's her pseudo name. Um, um, she videotaped it and showed me. Oh, my God. And I was like, you're insane, but awesome. She actually videotaped the evidence. Like, she yeah. Actually <laughs> yeah, she's like, fuck this. But they didn't, they didn't, neither of them set anything on fire, so. Well, they didn't go as far as Lisa. I mean, Lisa, it was an accident in her case. She didn't mean for the whole house to burn down. She just wanted to teach him a lesson and burn all his shoes, you know. But, so... Yeah, so that happened, and um, another good thing, though, that came out of rehab is that Lisa, one day she was on a, a she was in a halfway house, and she was on a two-hour break that day, and, you know, she, um, you know, when, when something is taken away from you and you get it back, you start to appreciate a lot more. In this case, it was Lisa's freedom, you know, it was really restricted, so she said she was in a car, uh, she was in a car, and she, it was a beautiful day, and she saw a rainbow in the sky. And that, like, inspired her to write her, like, probably most famous verse for Waterfalls. Oh. So, you know, she was inspired that day. And so that's how Waterfalls. Waterfall. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that whole incident, I think it brought a lot of notoriety to TLC. And, like, people were more interested in them as a group more than ever. They were even on the cover of, I think, Entertainment Weekly wearing, like, you know, 
fire uh, fighter uniform. <laughs> so she kind of made fun of the incident. So people were like, oh my God, who's this, you know, crazy girl from TLC? That's what happens when you cheat on your lady. <laughs> this can happen to you guys. This can happen so to you. Don't get attached to your stuff. Someone's going to set it on fire. So, um, so their next album came out. Crazy, Sexy, Cool. Oh my God. Can I just say I was obsessed with this album? I think so good. this album was like my favorite album as a kid. Like I remember myself and two friends from school, we would like re try to recreate TLC's, you know, choreography and we'd argue over who got to be whatever member in the group. Oh, and yeah. I was always T Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I went to be left eye or chili. But they're like, no Korean, you're you're T Boss. <laughs> Fine, whatever. So that was always fun. But yeah, crazy sexy cool. It was an awesome album and uh the first single from the album Creep was a huge hit. Like I remember seeing the video all over MTV, BT, VH1, and um, it was just a really big hit. But um, the whole subject matter, Lisa was always very vocal and independent, and she didn't agree with the other ladies about the subject matter. Because Creep is a song about um, a girl who's in a relationship with this guy, and he's cheating. So Lisa's whole thing was like, okay, he's cheating. Why doesn't the girl just leave him? But instead, the song is saying, hey, you know, cheat on him too. Get him back. So she had a problem with that. And she threatened to wear, like, black tape on her mouth in the video because she hated the subject matter. So oh my God. she didn't end up going through with it. But, you know, she was really opposed to the Was she still matter. with her cheating boyfriend at that time? I think so. They were on and off for, uh, like, seven years. So that is interesting. So, um, you know, they released other songs, like Red Light Special, another huge hit. Digging on You, of course, Waterfalls, and mm -hmm. that was everywhere, and, you know, they were like a group with a message. Remember the the video for Waterfalls, it dealt with a lot of different things, like uh, gun violence and uh, AIDS, you know, the AIDS epidemic. It was, you know, they, they were a group who, you know, had different messages in their songs about, you know, social issues. So Not the best metaphor, though, chasing waterfalls. Like, waterfalls don't go anywhere unless you mean the river. You're chasing the river. I think you've been taking a lot of different ways. Maybe just like literally, like I don't we're know. not supposed to take it literally. I <laughs> I think I think it was just a like a misuse of a waterfall. But I don't think you're supposed to take it literally. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I think I honestly just think it's like yeah, waterfalls. Like you know, yeah. So so you know the album went on to sell like 10 million copies. They became like one of the biggest selling girl groups of all time because of this album. But they were bankrupt. They didn't have anything to show for it. They what and, happened all their money. They ended up having to pay back all the costs of a label for music videos, album promotion. So when like everything was said and done, they had two million dollars between them, which worked out to like a little over three hundred thousand or uh, whatever it was. And my math is off. Anyway, so it sounds like the amount I would like roll in. Like, oh, I know hundred thousand. So they have two million. <laughs> well, I think for after taxes, they had mm -hmm. to you know came down to one million, and they had to. Right, they ended up with a little over three hundred thousand each. Can you hand me that hundred dollar bill? I need to blow my nose. <laughs> I know, which is like, <laughs> yep, yep, which is like nothing. So Lisa just was just gonna throw that over there. <laughs> I know, imagine no big deal. No big oh, deal. Yeah, hundred dollar bill. No big no deal. No big deal. So Lisa said, and like they're behind the music that uh, with three hundred thousand, she was able to buy maybe a nice house, but what was she gonna pay her bills with? You know, it's like they had no money after all this success. So. You know, that was like, they worked all, they worked hard and had nothing to show for it. So that was kind of disheartening. So anyway, the group goes on a hiatus. You know, they need a long-needed a long break. 
and Lisa decides to do her own thing. She hosts um, <laughs> a talent show on MTV, and she's also featured on a Ladies' Night song with uh, Little Kim, Missy Elliott, and it's a pretty big hit. I remember that song. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, so um, their break was about five years, five years long, and then Fan Mail comes out. We all know the first single. Scrub is a guy that thinks he's got by and is also known as a Busta. Oh, that was one of my first concerts. What? <laughs> that was one of my first concerts I went to. You saw that? Oh, that's what you saw oh. with your mom. Yeah, I went with my mom. Fan that's mail. Awesome. Fun thing about No Scrubs. Yeah. So, you know, it was a really big song. We used to sing it a lot when it came out. Yeah. Um. So when I was 22, mm -hmm. I was working in an office, and I get a phone call from my dad on my office phone. And my boss is, like, right in front of me. And I'm, my, I'm like, I pick up, I'm like, what? What is it, Dad? And he's just like, Emily, 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 what was that song? <laughs> I'm like, what was that song where where the guy, he's in the car and he's kind of a loser, so he sits in the front seat? <laughs> it's not his car. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, the guy, he sits in the front seat of the car, but he's not the driver. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's kind of a loser. He's kind of a loser. I'm like, you mean riding in the passenger side of my best friend's ride? He goes, yeah, yeah, that song. It's what you guys used to sing. Sing it for me. And I'm like, yeah, my boss is like right there. I'm not. He's like, he's like, sing it. I'm like, no, I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs. No That's hilarious. Then I call my mom and I'm like, mom, dad called me at work and was asking me to sing no scrubs to him. And she goes, oh yes, yes. He, when he was young, he didn't have enough money for a car, so he would be in the passenger seat, and he felt like, you know, he thinks he's a scrub. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, so all right. <laughs> Every once in a while, he'll go, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Dad! I love it. Like, oh, I can get, I can be him too. I can be him too. I can be down. I think I remember this song, like, a lot of guys were in their feelings about No Scrubs. Like, they were just like, you know, I don't know, they took it really to heart. I, there was like even this rap group called Sporty Thieves that came up out with No Pigeons. As a yeah, answer that. back to no scrubs, it was like, this. what's a pigeon? What is a pigeon? It's like uh, same thing. A girl who's like a bum, I guess, it's like a, whatever. Like the whatever the equivalent of, is of a scrub. That's what they're saying. Where's the? Do you guys it's watch like, that show, the John Oliver show? No. There was one where he's talking about scrubs, and he he said oh, it was so funny the way he said it. I can't remember. Uh. It's fine to clip that. <laughs> John Oliver? Okay. Yes. Hold on. Yeah. This is going to, we have to. It just needs to be said. Because um, I can't say it as funny as he does. Hold on. There is a reason that TLC insisted upon no scrubs and not the implementation of a national registry of potential scrubs, aka busters, that would screen for scrub-like tendencies or affiliations with known scrubs. They knew no scrubs is a lot catchier. And the tr Oh my god, I'm reading the lyrics to No Pigeons. It's bad, right? Can so you recite some of it? So disrespectful. It's horrible. <laughs> Sounds like every guy with online dating, they're all like, I don't want a girl who's just going to use me for my money. And I'm like, what money? <laughs> you don't have You don't have any money. <laughs> Why would I be using you for your money? <laughs> like, okay, words. What does it say? A pigeon is a girl who'll be walking by my rimmed up blue brand new smoking five. Her feet hurt so you know she want to ride, but she frightened like she can't say hi. What? <laughs> you mean a woman who doesn't want to talk to you because you're Eggs. disgusting? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you're, set, you're street harassing this woman? <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, I forgot the lyrics of that song. It's oh my god. really bad, though. I wonder how you get hearts and dirty Victoria draws with the skid marks. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic from, uh, you know, No Pigeons, yeah. Uh, your flat ass gets enough laughs. <laughs> Take it to the salon, block your mustache. <laughs> Classic. Whatever happened to Sporty Thieves? Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know how they didn't make it after this Were song. There's so much potential. <laughs> With lyrics like that. <laughs> and pigeons are pretty awesome, so whatever. I think so. I like pigeons. Yeah, they're cute. I think we should move on from the pigeons. Okay, moving on from the pigeons. <laughs> okay. Where were we on this one about the one hit wonder. <laughs> Sporty thieves. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, Fanville came out and it was like probably their biggest album, which is huge, huge And they um, they go on tour, and after the tour, Lisa starts working with like on her own solo projects, which is what she always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. She works with people like Melanie C from the Spice Girls, In ah. Sync, Space Cowboy. I love that. I love that song. Um, that yeah. whole album. That whole album's amazing. No Do you know that Instinct are getting their Walk of Fame tomorrow? Thank fucking God. And it's Justin will be there. Time. Justin will be there. So they okay. all better be there. Uh, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a major obsession. Um, so yeah, so she did Space Cowboy with Instinct. She also did a song with this R&B singer Donald Jones called "You Know What's Up," and it was a pretty big song. Um, like on the R&B charts and YouTube. what turned out to be up. So, um, you know what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what's her name? That's the mystery. Oh, I know. So sorry. You know, no, you know what's up. So. <laughs> um, and she also created her own production company for finding new talent. And she actually um, mentored this group called Black. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, my God. Eight oh, baby, like, bring it all to me. That was with JC. And yeah. they also had um, a song called 808 that was a big hit also. So, her, you know, like her, her production company, I guess, is doing pretty well in that sense. And actually, the the group Black, it was kind of the same, similar format to TLC. Three singers. One was a rapper, and she actually um, <laughs> sounded similar a little bit to Left Eye. So. And the rapper in Black actually died a couple years ago. Oh she got God. hit by a car. Oh. So that's so, like, odd, and that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's sad. Um, but, yeah, so, you know... Around this time, Lisa was, uh, aside from, you know, working on her solo um, projects, she also, um, was, there was a lot of interfighting with TLC. Well, ma- mainly coming from Lisa. It was Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> was she the drama? Oh, yeah. It was Lisa against the other two <laughs> ladies. So. <laughs> I'll bet the other two ladies a little more against Lisa. They're like, oh, my God, did you see what Lisa was wearing yesterday? <laughs> I don't want to say that she's but she's crazy. Just a little bit. She's like, I don't want to say that she's I'll like call her crazy, a but. sociopath or, you know, borderline or, you know, I didn't want, I don't want to throw her out words, you know, but I don't think she's like one, one of us, you know, hundred percent. I just don't think she's like as close as we are, you know, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get the singing. She raps. So, yeah. So she actually... Um, released a statement to Vibe magazine saying that she could not stand behind uh, the album Fan Mail 100%. It didn't support her views 100%. And actually, I forgot to say a little fun fact. Uh, fan Mail, Lisa came up with the title of the album. And she actually came up with all the titles for, for, for their albums. 
So she was like pretty creative and she had a lot of good ideas. And I remember the fan mail booklet, like when you opened it, it had uh, people's names, all the fans' names, as much oh. as they could fit. So she wanted to, like Lisa came up with the idea as dedication to the fans. So that was kind of cool. It's sweet. But um, yeah, so she actually challenged um, T-Boz and Chili for all of them to release uh, singles at the same time. See who single did the best. That's a lot of work <laughs> for like a bet. <laughs> I know. And who, who and then like release uh, albums all at the same time. And whosoever album did the best, they would win a million dollars. They they were like they didn't go for it because <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> they thought that you know Lisa was off the deep end at that point. It's like go to an open mic night or something. Like you'd see who like like what? No, she wanted to challenge them. A whole and, album? <laughs> yeah, she wanted to challenge them and she was like, you know, um, they were pretty annoyed with her. I remember watching t- uh, Oh my god, Lisa is getting so <laughs> annoying. Did you hear her stupid bet? Can you imagine what they said behind the scenes? Oh yeah. my god. That she said about that bet was ridiculous. We <laughs> have to get her out of the group. Mm. Who can we replace her with? Maybe Melanie C. <laughs> Melanie C is too brush. I think we can replace her with that new girl. I think her name is Fiance. Oh, no. No, I don't think she's... No. Okay. (laughs) What's crazy about that is Destiny's Child opened up for their fan mail tour. They were the opening act. Did you see them when you went to CTLC? Was Destiny's Child? Yeah. (gasps) Wow. That's cool. Yeah. uh, And it was when there were four of them. Oh my god! Oh my! All the original members yeah. were there. Right? Yeah. Oh my god! It was god. pretty crazy. That's not Desi Child. Now that's like woman power, feminist shit. They had like, a lot of great yeah. songs. I love. It's a lot of good stuff. messages for young girls. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you're bootylicious. <laughs> my body's too bootylicious for you, and stop being a bugaboo. And, yeah, uh, bugaboos <laughs> suck. <laughs> I legit get the bugaboo. Like yeah, that, that's annoying. That wasn't just made up. Everyone's so, like, oh, I, yeah. Destiny's Child was awesome. They're like, legit. I'm, I'm a survivor. And um, Independent Women. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of good songs. Um, yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, so she challenged her bandmates. And I remember watching TRL at one point. I was, like, a huge fan of the show. I watched it every day. And Lisa wasn't there. You know, TLC had an appearance to make, and she didn't show up. And they were like, oh, yeah, Lisa's not feeling well. But even back then, I was like, oh, it sounds like, you know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, she just wasn't. You know, she just wasn't getting along with the band members. And at one point, she... She's um, like the Shannon Doherty of the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I was just watching, watching 90210 the other day. I just found out that they have all the episodes on Netflix. Oh. So, I was like, oh, my God. I, like, so shipped Dylan and Brenda. I don't know. I love... You are, you are always team Dylan and I Brenda. Was, I hated Kelly. Kelly. Like, how could the producers do this? I'm like, still not over it, like, 30 years later. They had to get rid of Sharon Doherty. She's... Pissing everyone off. They actually had an I Hate uh, Shannon Club or really? back in the day. They did. Yeah. She was like hated by a lot of people. But she was a good actress, so I don't care. I love Brenda. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So around this time, yeah. So, you know, TLC weren't getting along. Or Lisa wasn't getting along with her bandmates. <laughs> and she was supposed to go to this important conference, actually. And Lisa, this is out of her own words, kind of like faked her disappearance. Instead of showing up for the conference, um, her and her boyfriend, she had a new boyfriend at the time. He was named Sean Newman. He is a model. 
and they decided to go somewhere way off, I don't know, uh, in the forest somewhere. <laughs> and they actually taped themselves. Like, they had, like, they were playing, like, Jane and Tarzan. Like, that, it was crazy. Oh, my God. So, everybody was going crazy. It was like, what happened to Left Eye? Is she's missing? Is there foul play? Everybody was worried about her. And she was in the jungle or whatever with this guy with her boyfriend. And the whole world was worried about her. Like, that whole world. A lot of people who were yeah. you know, fans. Like, it was all over the news. I remember that. And, like, that was just a crazy thing to do. And she actually said that, what's the best way for her to, like, <laughs> be the star? She said, by not showing up. And, and then she, said, she was like, and I was the star when I didn't show up. So, yeah, Lisa did a lot of interesting things. So. Oh, my God. Lisa's being such a diva. <laughs> I think she did that for attention. Yo, I totally think she did it for attention. Everyone's, like, worried. I think it's bullshit. I think they knew all along she was probably just like, you know, just acting up, whatever, so. I can't believe she stood us up <laughs> after the everything we've done for her. I never believe her. So ungrateful. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she did that. And, <coughs> and then she spoke about how she got a lot of backlash, of course. <laughs> a lot of, actually, TLC fans were pissed off at her. They thought something bad had happened you to her. Us. And then yeah, something bad did happen. But yeah, yes. so. You know, so I guess after this time, you know, with all these, like, shenanigans, Lisa decided <laughs> to, like, kind of, like, try to turn her life around. She was starting to work on a, her solo album. It was called um, uh, Supernova, and it was very personal to her. She even had, like, a, a duet with Tupac on it. Mm. And He's still alive then. Uh, oh, no, he died at this point. It was, like, oh. 1999 or 2000. Did his ghost rap with her? It was, like, a posthumous uh it. I guess she just used Was he able to consent to it? No, I think it was like, oh. oh. I don't think so. I'm not entirely sure, but oh I believe God. she just used his, like, but they were actually friends at one point, and, like, they had, like, a long-distance thing going over the phone, mainly, mm -hmm. and she was really into Tupac. <laughs> she actually said that when they were in the room together, it was, like, four different personalities <laughs> being in the room at the same time. She said, mm -hmm. you know, she and Tupac were so much alike, so she really had a thing for him, but I guess he thought even she was too much for him. <laughs> Maybe they're both in the jungle somewhere. Maybe they fake their own death. A lot of people seem to think uh, Tupac did especially. So. <laughs> but who knows? We'll definitely talk about him We're in the future. We're definitely going to do so. Tupac. Yeah. That's going to be an upcoming episode. But yeah, so... Um, so yeah, this album had duets with like uh, other people, like Missy Elliott. And she had personal songs about her relationship with the football player, Andre. She had a song dedicated to her father on there. So, you know, she... Um, it's a very personal album to her, but... <clears throat> The first single, Block Party, came out and, like, it only went to, like, 121 on the charts. Mm -hmm. So her record label, they didn't even want to give her a chance and to release any more singles. Yes, they, it's a good thing she didn't take that bet. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm like, they shelved the album and she was really, she took it really hard. Because, you know, she worked really hard on her album. Yeah. And she was really depressed about it. So, this, um... It could have been worse. One of the other girls could have gotten one done better. <laughs> that would be way worse. It's true. Like, I think she worked, she was, seemed to work best when she was, like, featured uh -huh. on other songs, and, like, she seemed to have some success there, but I guess on her own, you know, it didn't work out too well. So, anyway, they shell, her record label shelled the album, so she decided to sever her um, solo deal with the record label, uh, Arista, and she still had a, a deal with them for TLC for the group. She decided to sign over with the infamous Death Row Records, so ah. <laughs> she thought that they would give her more of a platform to, you know herself and do the music she wanted to do so she recorded you know on death row and she even apparently she worked with david bowie for the album like it's really interesting like she had a lot of interesting things going like 
for the album. So, um, what? yeah, it's really cool. So, um, shit. She's like, you know, she's like very diverse. She can work with anybody. She's really cool, you know, in that sense. Oh my god! But um, unfortunately, before she could, I guess, finish the album, she, um, you know, she passed away. She was in Honduras at the time doing like some philanthropy work. <laughs> what kind of philanthropy? Work? She was with children. Okay. Yeah. Something with kids. With kids, yeah. And she was like building homes and like working with kids <laughs> herself. And, yeah. Working. I built a whole house. <laughs> no. She actually had been going to Honduras for some time because mm -hmm. she, um, she had met this doctor, Doctor Sebi, mm -hmm. and he was a holistic doctor and the best kind of doctor. The best kind of doctor, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she had been going to his village in Honduras mm -hmm. for like about five years at that point, and she would always go there and do you know like philanthropy and get involved and like. Doing things to help the community. So um, she went there and she decided to uh, actually film a documentary, I believe with VH1. They were um, filming a documentary for, you know, a 30-day documentary on her life. And she was planning after 30 days to go back to the States and um, record her, you know, finish recording her solo album. But unfortunately, on day 27, uh, and her last moments are caught on tape. That's what's so eerie. The, okay. the crew, the camera crew, they were actually filming her in the car. And you see her, like, talking, um, talking to the camera. And she holds up, like, this, um, I think it was, like, this case of Coca-Cola. And, like, a couple seconds later, you see her, like, swerve. You know, oh she was driving. God. And that was it. There were ten people in the car. Nine people survived. And only Lisa is the only one that died. Oh, my God. This was in, um, this was, uh, I just assumed she was, like... In a car by herself, drunk. No, I, no, she, I guess I never really looked at She had it. kicked her alcohol habit at this time. She was all into like cleansing. Oh she was on God. a 40 day cleanse. She was all into health and all this stuff at this point. And uh, this was in what, April, 20, April 25th of, of 2002. She passed away. And she was the only one wearing a seatbelt. That's what's crazy. And oh she's the God. only one that passed. So weird. How did she die? Like, like a trauma to her head and neck. Oh. So she was like flew out of the car. <gasps> car window so i mean i'm like wondering how come she's the only one who was wearing a seatbelt and the only one that passed i mean how she thought of a car if she was wearing a seatbelt well i think it also like in the island some places in um not the islands but um some like some some countries they only have a seat mm -hmm. um like a, a lap seatbelt mm -hmm. that only goes across your lap. oh so and also she was a very tiny person she was like five feet and like 110 pounds she was small so it was probably easy for her to just fly through oh she just God. flew through the window and that's it she, the trauma was too much and everybody else survived except for her that's insane you know but actually a couple of days before that if you watch i really recommend watching her documentary because it's all in her own words where did you find it on youtube very easy to find the last days of lisa um left eye lopez and you can see, like, about maybe three weeks into filming, things start to change. She starts talking about all these dreams that she's getting. She was a very spiritual kind of person. And she was very much into, like, you know, um, like, astrology and numerology. She was very into that kind what of stuff. What was her sign? I think she was uh, Gemini. I'm a Gemini. Oh. oh. <laughs> Got something in common there. You know, I find that with Geminis, I either love them or I hate them. So it's just no between for you. Well, because you know we have like two sides to us, so it it, it depends a lot of times. Well, it's cool though, Gemini. <laughs> well, we also are very narcissistic, so we either love ourselves or hate ourselves, and so the people we meet, they have qualities in ourselves that we don't like or something like that. Right. And that was another thing about Lisa. She actually had like two different. Some people said she had a split personality. She had like two alter egos. So 
actually that album she was recording with death row she was recording it under the name um nina and that was her other alter ego um <coughs> i believe that uh, she had a third alter ego but the name escapes me right now but I believe she kind of used these uh, alter egos to, like, when she didn't want to accept blame for something she had oh, did yeah. wrong. Who doesn't? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, that was Nina acting so, up. Nina did that. So it's like, that's, you know, um, I think that was the whole purpose of that. But, you know, she was really into um, this whole spirituality thing. And she even said that, like, on in the documentary that she didn't believe in death. She be believed in transformation. And she... Um, Interesting, a couple of days before she got into her uh, car accident, she was a passenger in a van. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, the car was driving down the road sometime in the night in Honduras. And a little boy ran in front of the van. The van hit the boy and he passed away. And his last name was Lopez. And she said that she felt that a spirit was chasing her. But it really, like, meant to get, it meant to get her, but it ended up getting the little boy instead. And, and oh my so gosh. she was having all these premonitions and like I kind of felt like she knew that's so cool it was coming you know so she just like it's magic yeah so you know she had a lot of potential and you know it's, it's sad that she's not here any longer but it seemed like she was kind of at peace with things like she seemed to know that her time was limited I believe that's so weird how people seem to know yeah sometimes. like it is it's because like I believe in nothing, but I've like seen it happen where people like something. It's like they knew. Yeah, it's weird, but I think it, it's true. Like sometimes people do know. Like a friend of mine had um, a heart attack and died, what? and before yeah, and I thought it was suicide because he had been talking about death and like he'd been like it just seemed like he was gonna kill himself, and then he died of uh, like a random heart attack. Yeah, it was oh, he was young. He was like early forties. That's crazy, but yeah. he seemed to know though, you think, right? Apparently like, he was texting people like stuff about death and like that's you know, strange. that he's not Yeah. Huh. I was like really surprised. I thought it was either suicide or a motorcycle accident because he was a motorcycle driver. So that happens like my mom's uncle in the sense that he knew that he was going to die. Like he actually told um, one of his relatives that did it, he was going to die and he told her to hold his hand. And he ended up dying, or just sit with him and hold his hand. And he ended up dying that day. So it's like, I think people will just know. Like, it's a crazy thing, you know? So, oh my God. Yeah. So what are your, like, first, like, memories, or what's your association with TLC? And with Lisa left by Lopez? So many. I guess, like, the most vivid <laughs> one for me, I do remember their first album and everything but I was like five or something so it's a little bit you know murky mm -hmm. for me but I definitely remember crazy sexy cool and seeing the video for creep and like I'm like oh who are these girls with this like silk pajamas and cool <laughs> <laughs> and like awesome choreography like, that was so cool like I like thought they were so talented and beautiful and like I like just loved them right away and like I remember just having to get their album and like I just remember just just thinking their style and their sound is so cool. I always love them. So, yeah, I think Crazy Six is cool. Is definitely when I became a huge fan. Yeah. Well, I remember you telling me about Waterfalls. Yeah. And you and someone else were making fun of me. Like, you've never heard Waterfalls? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard Waterfalls. And that's what everyone else like, that's what I I've never heard Waterfalls. I actually hadn't heard any pop music at that point in my life because I'd only been able to listen to what my parents listened to. Right. Which was mostly, like, you know, jazz like Motown, yeah. you know, stuff like that, like old stuff. 
Right. So then I moved from Brooklyn to Long Island, and the girls living there already played that song Waterfalls. And I was like, oh my God, this is the song the Koreans were telling me about. Now I've heard it. <laughs> and oh I didn't know who it was the time, but then I remember seeing No Scrubs, the video on the TRL countdown. Used to yeah. watch that the second I got home. Oh my God, that's mm-hmm. yeah, I know. <laughs> Carson Daly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try to get on once? Oh, I was on there twice. <laughs> once for sync, and I actually, there was me and Justine, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Stevie, and we actually got to, like, you know, like, we got to, like, speak about sync, and uh, I think it was this, I promise you, we were like, oh, we love sync so much, <laughs> and then one time I got chosen to be in the studio for uh, Justin Timberlake's first album. Oh, my God. <laughs> so nice. I a couple times, yeah. <laughs> You're so cool. I agree that Crazy Sexy Cool was definitely my introduction, I think. Like, um, with the first one, I think, uh, yeah, I was probably, like, four or five when the first album came out, yeah. so, like, as I got a little bit older, I definitely heard songs off of that. Like, yeah, TRL, Age, MTV, when they used to play music videos, definitely, um, that's how I got into pop music was when MTV and VH1 would play music videos. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Now I don't. Yeah. My mom used to watch my so-called life and I yeah. walked in and were watching it and then they played music videos after. And that's where I first saw like um, Biggie Smalls and like um, Marcy's Playground and stuff. Like yeah. I'd never, you know. And they were memorable songs. Oh my god, I cried when Biggie died. And my oh. father was like, why are you crying? You didn't know him. I was you like, know oh, I love Juicy and all these songs. I'm like I didn't know, like, I didn't so connect funny. people with the songs yeah. at first. So when Biggie died, I remember seeing that on, like, New Year's Eve or something. Like, it was on the news. It was in March. I remember one of the older girls going, oh, he was so cute. Really? <laughs> I guess, you know, everyone's got their own taste. Well, Liz. interesting taste, but... <laughs> Yeah, my, my mom cried when Tupac died. She was, like, really sad. She was like, oh, my God, Tupac. I was like, mom, you're so weird. She was really sad. People, yeah. like, called me when David Bowie died. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like me with Michael Jackson. Oh, my God, I thought of you immediately. Everybody thought of me. I was literally, like, on my floor in my room like, by myself. I'm like, thank God I'm alone. I can scream and cry. But, yeah. But yeah, so, um, but music videos, definitely. I think MTV and all that, VH1, had a big impact on what you listen to. I mean, music videos were a huge thing back then. There was no YouTube, guys. Like, we just, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. we had to wait to watch a video that we liked. And we had to record premiere. it. Oh my God. That was fun. It was fun. It yeah. was fun. We were like so excited I to know. like, you know, see the premiere of like a video by your favorite artist. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. And to see who's number one and you would kind of like be like, oh, I hope it's my person. Or like on TRL, I would send, send like a bunch of emails. Like, oh. I'm like, it's like better be number one. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So I think definitely, like, that was, like, they were part of a soundtrack to, like, a lot of people's lives growing up. Yeah. TLC. Everybody, like, knew at least some of their songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the documentary is on YouTube. What's it called? The Last Days of Lisa Lefai Lopez. Okay. And it's, like, it's all, like, in her own words. So it's really interesting. It's it's good. I would recommend watching it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you like TLC, you'll probably like, like, um... Maybe Salt, salt and Pepper. Yeah. 
Um, maybe Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, maybe En Vogue. Um, Black with the key. Black, yeah, of yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That was Lisa's thing. Maybe 3LW. Oh, yeah, you'll like 3LW. <laughs> if you like TLC. Not yeah, Sporty Thieves. Not Sporty Thieves. Yeah, no, no not yeah, that. definitely not Sporty Definitely not that. No. You will not like. Do not look them up. Do not look them up. <laughs> no. But also, like, classic girl groups, too. Like, Supremes, the Romans. Yeah, the Supremes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, like, any, like, popular girl, girl group. group. You're probably like, like that. You're going to like that. Yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah, Missy, Missy Elliott. Um, you know, and she's a rap, female rapper. like, uh, Lil' Kim. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> You know, Nicki Minaj now. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, they probably get along. Her and Nicki. Um, left Eye, I mean. Yeah. I would you know, yeah. Probably hang out with Rihanna, too. <laughs> I don't know if Beyonce has time to make new friends with her. Beyonce's a very busy She's a very busy An important person. She's, she's got <laughs> a lot going on. She has no time. She has no time. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. We could probably, yeah, Beyonce, too, I I would guess if you like, you know, TLC yeah. for sure. MIA? Yeah, MIA. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for you sure. You know, yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of different groups. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely listen to TLC if you haven't. Yeah. Before. So. You, you really have to if you haven't. <laughs> like, yep. All right. Cool. So, who are we doing now?